Thank you, family. Uh, what an awesome worship spirit, spirit-filled and word-empowered worship. Thank you, Lord. Family, this morning, the Lord keeps talking about revival. I want to run away, away from it, but I hear the voice of God saying revival is now. It's time for revival. This morning as uh, we gather here, uh, we're looking at Jesus, our King of Kings. Uh, the Bible talks of God as God who created all things perfectly. If you look at the Genesis chapter 1, he created everything and he saw everything that was good. Hallelujah. And until sin came and polarized everything that God created. After Genesis chapter 3 is when revival began. When God started the ministry of reviving, restoring his creation. And revival has always been there. There's never been a time when God was silent. When God was slumbering. Hallelujah. Jesus said, my father has been working till now. So do I. Hallelujah. But the thing is that we, we, God want to remind us the importance of our relationship with Jesus through understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus ascended to heaven. He is right now seated at the right, right hand of the Father in the sitting for us. He's not here with us in person. He is here with us in spirit. He said in the book of John 14 from verse 18, if I go, I will pray the Father that the Father must give you another comforter. The spirit of truth who will dwell with you forever. He will never leave you and I will not leave you orphans. So it is very much important that this morning he reminds us who the Holy Spirit is and what is his ministry. Because it's this God that dwells now, midst. We need to understand him. We need to allow him to draw us again to his will. Because nothing will happen until the Holy Spirit takes the lead. Hallelujah. When revival comes, the first thing that will happen, the Holy Spirit will have to take the center stage. We will have to be people who hear the voice of God. I learned something. That there is a voice of the Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit which leads us to the word of God. The, the Spirit of God awakens us to the voice of God. I will read a, a, a scripture in the book of um, Mark 16, verse 15 to 18. The Bible says there, And he said to them, 
Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And he who does not believe, believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is at the end of the ministry of Jesus Christ, the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ, when he was about to ascend to heaven. Hallelujah. But we want to know about this, this baptism. After this baptism, we want to know if it's is it the baptism of water alone of the, or the baptism of the Holy Spirit that there will be a supernatural presence of God that, that is beyond human ability. That those who are baptized, who believed and are baptized in the Holy Spirit will cast out demons, will speak the new tongues. Even if they, 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 they hold serpents, they will not be hurt. Even if they drink poisonous substance, they will not be hurt. They will lay hands on the sick. That is not the work of man. That is the work of God. But we look at how Jesus Christ positioned us for this great revival. We look at the life of our Lord, our King, Jesus Christ, in the book of Matthew, chapter 3, from verse 16 and 17. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in, he, in whom I am well pleased. We see the work of the Holy Spirit. We live in a world that is filled with polarization, contamination. Many people are carrying shame. They walk with shame because of the cruelty of this world. They, they do not even know their identity. They have lost their names, their dignity. Hallelujah. But when the Holy Spirit comes, we see he reveals the identity of Jesus Christ. For the first time we hear the voice of God declaring that Jesus is not just the son, but the beloved son. And Jesus says there in Mark 16, those who believe and are baptized. In other words, those who believe in Jesus Christ and are baptized in water, yes, of course. But there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Only the baptism of the Holy Spirit opens up heaven. For the first time we see an open heaven. Jesus encounters an open heaven. 
for the first time, the voice of God is heard when the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus. Hallelujah. It teaches us that the Holy Spirit sets us apart. Sets us apart. The Holy Spirit is not only for the power to cast demons, but it sanctifies us. It makes us holy. When he ascended in the book of Acts chapter 2, it, the Holy Spirit appears like flames of fire. Like in Isaiah 6, when Isaiah encountered God, he discovered that he has a defiled, he is a defiled man. He's not worthy to go and preach the message of God. We saw the angel going to the altar and pick up a burning coal and touched the mouth, the lips of Isaiah. And after that he said, you are now clean. After he was cleansed, he was sanctified. Then he was sent out. God asked, who shall I send? And, Jesus, uh, and Isaiah said, here I am. And we see here in the book of Acts, again, the Holy Spirit descended and touched each of them that they were in the house. To purify them. We are people of holiness. We are not ashamed to live a different life family. This is who we are. This is our identity. Let us allow the Holy Spirit to purify us. Let us allow the fire of God to purify us and consume every shame. Every disappointment. Every failure. Every sorrow. Every sorrow. Let, let, let him purify us, cleanse us, set us apart. The Bible says in the book of First Peter, chapter 2, verse 9, we are a chosen generation, a chosen race. The royal priesthood, the holy nation, his holy nation, he himself says we are his holy nation. His peculiar people, special people, those who are taken from darkness, delivered from darkness into his marvelous light so that we can declare the excellencies of God. We are holy because he's holy and he's the one who makes us holy. Today, this morning, as revival is coming, let us give away every shame, every failure, every burden, and let's accept his holiness. He's making us holy by his spirit. And the other thing that we see, you must know that you are, you are the child of God. I'm not ashamed to call myself a child of God. The son of God. I'm loved. Because I'm in Christ. These words. 
I partake in these words that were spoken upon Jesus because I am in Jesus. Because of Jesus, I am the son of God. I am a child of God. I'm adopted into the family of God. I know who I am. When temptations come, when many voices come, I keep hearing like Jesus kept hearing that this is my beloved son. I will not be shaken by many voices. We see in chapter 4 Matthew, the Holy Spirit does something. He leads Jesus to the wilderness. But for me, I would rather say, yes, the Bible says he led Jesus to be tempted. And he says, he fasted for 40 days and night. He gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit leads Jesus to prayer. If he talks about fasting and temptation, there is something powerful we can find from, 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 from that verse. After his, he, he, his identity was declared, God led him to prayer. When he was praying, many voices came. Some came through the Bible. The enemy even quoted the scriptures to try by every man to deceive Jesus. And it teaches us something, family, that without the Holy Spirit, we can misinterpret his word. Because Satan even said, the Bible says, he will not let your foot to stumble. So throw yourself down. We hear Jesus speaking forth the living word of God. The, the word that comes from the Holy Spirit. He fights against the logos with the revelation word of God because he is in the spirit. He wants to fill us again and again and again so that we can different. There are many voices. If you are the son of God, of course he knew he was. He knew who he was because God told him. And when the enemy trapped him, tried to derail him from God. He kept saying, it is written. The Holy Spirit reveals the word of God in us. He's the one, he's the author of the word. He is the author of the word. If we are connected to him, he reveals his word. In a total different way than a man can do. And he leads us to prayer. Because Jesus prayed. Prayed, 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 prayed. And the, and the enemy came while he, after, after 40 days. He was hungry and the enemy came. But he was hungry in the flesh. But full in the spirit man. The Holy Spirit will help us to be the people of prayer, family. 
I'm trusting God because this is what I'm, I'm hearing. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting God for, for my life that he will impart upon me the spirit of prayer. The spirit of prayer because, because he leads his people to pray. Even to fast, family. Even to fast. He's the one who enables us to fast. Hallelujah. To shut down many voices so that we can hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we see Jesus Christ building the culture of prayer going forward. And when he came back from, from, from the victory in the wilderness, because he came victorious, he, he encountered the kingdom of God, the power and the authority of the word of God. When he defeated the enemy, he came back carrying the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit imparts upon us the power and the authority of God. I mean, his kingdom, family. When we talk of his kingdom, we talk of his power and his authority that comes through the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus upon us. And he started saying in Matthew 4 verse 17, the first word he spoke, he said, when he was pass passing through uh, you know, those areas, Zebulon and other areas there, he, he started saying, repent for the kingdom of God has come. He came from the wilderness carrying the power and the authority of God. The kingdom of, he came as a representative, as an ambassador of the kingdom. The whole power, the whole authority of the kingdom was upon Jesus. And he was saying, turn to me. Come to me for the kingdom of God is here. For the kingdom of heaven is here. And it's here for you. I'm here to restore what the enemy stole. This kingdom was given to you. God said, let them have authority and dominion. Let them subdue the earth in the book of Genesis. And the enemy stole that authority. Jesus is coming back to say, I'm here to restore that authority. It's yours. Turn to me and receive the power, the authority of his kingdom, so that you walk in this power. You will not be victims of demons. You will not be victims of powers, principalities, rulers of the darkness of this age. You will not be victims of the, 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 the evil spirit in the heavenly places. Because I am empowering you. I am imparting upon you again the power of his kingdom. God is busy now awakening all those who call upon his name. There is a spirit of prayer that will just bring forth uncontrollable. Our children will rise up and pray. The spirit of God will reign like, will, 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 will flow like rain, Basalwan. Hallelujah. Will flow like rain, brethren, upon young and old. The spirit of prayer will rise for revival is coming. When we pray, he takes the lead. He takes the he breaks the yoke, family. 
He destroys the divisiveness of the enemy. When he said there, speaking in tongues, I just studied much about the issue of speaking tongues. It's, it's far beyond than just speaking in an unknown language. Hallelujah. We are baptized with fire, family, and the Holy Spirit. When those tongues appeared in the flames of fire, once you are baptized, once you accept the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the words that comes out of your mouth are not just the logos. You spit fire. In the spirit, your words are consuming fire. The words of God that comes out of your mouth are, are, are a consuming fire. That is why he says, you will cast powers of darkness. The rulers, the, the, the authorities of the darkness of this age, you will cast them out. They will not stand the authority of God, the power of God upon your life. You will be a walking revival. When you come across somebody, you will speak forth the word and God does it because you are an ambassador. This prayer, you know, God is, is, is visiting our marriages, family. God is visiting our kids. There's a restoration. God is visiting even whatever the enemy has stolen. Whatever the enemy has stolen. When we talk of revival, good news are coming. We're encountering good news. Good news. We will hear more about good news. Because the people of the spirit, they are not dependent on the media. They are not dictated upon by the media. By what the television, Google tells us. We have our own voice that speaks a different language, family. God will tell us what he's doing than what is happening. And God will connect us to what he is doing than what is happening. I'm telling you, even in Ukraine, there will be a birth of an uncontrollable revival in that nation. A restoration of the destruction that has happened, that keeps on happening in that nation. God will rebuild that nation in a blink of an eye. Revival shall spring forth in that nation and it will touch the whole Eastern Europe because it's time for revival. It's time for revival. Sometimes revival comes after a severe suffering family. You know, Jesus praying in, the, in Luke 22, he took his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane. In other versions says, to the Mount of Olive. As it was his custom, because prayer was his culture. Jesus' culture was, one of his cultures was prayer. He was a person of prayer. He took his disciples as he went there. And then 
His heart was so sorrowful, family, as I'm finishing. And confessed that because he could perceive the pain that he was about to go through. He even said, if it were possible, let this cup pass me. But let your will be done, not my will. It shows us the difficulty that Jesus Christ was in. Because he was a person, 100% a person, but a person without sin. 100% God. He could feel the pain. But he says, not my will, but your will. See, the Holy Spirit lead us to the will of God, family. He hides us in his will, and his will is always right. But his will sometimes is not our will. It's something that is so scary for us, though it is his will and good for us. It was scary for our king. It was seemingly unbearable for our king. If it happened to our king Jesus, who will face situations where you go through hard time, family. You feel like God is silent. You feel like God has just forsaken you. You feel like everything is falling apart. But by his grace of his Holy Spirit, he will give us the heart to say, God, even in this situation, let your will be done. Because he leads us to his will, and his will is good for us. We saw Jesus got crawling through the pain of the cross. Burial. Because his will is good, his word never fails. He rose again. And is now seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. He leads us to his will. And he says, if in, in John uh, 15 verse 7, if you abide in my word, and my word abides in you, you shall ask whatever you need, and it shall be done. When... We allow God to lead us, the Holy Spirit to lead us. When we perceive what he's doing, start walking in prayer. Start establishing prayer at home with, 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 with our kids. He will lead us to his will. And we will see everything that is meant to be for us as his people, delivered to us according to his word. Delivered to us according to his word. The last word I want to say, because this revival word came when I perceived this scripture, Isaiah 43. He says, do not remember the former things. Do not consider the things of old. Behold, I'm, I'm making all things new. Will you perceive it? I'm making road in the wilderness. And I'll cause waters, rivers of water to spring forth in the desert. 
everywhere that he have, you know, in the desert, the place where everything is dead, nothing grows. A place of isolation, no one wants to be there. But he says, I will cause rivers of waters to flow. During the Easter, we heard much about the rivers of living waters. Whether it's drought. We may have been in drought. I've been in drought many times. I'm familiar with drought. Familiar with misery. Disappointments, family. Failures. He said to me, every word that I ever spoke, every word, every seed that I planted in your life, every word that was ever spoken over your life, has not died. It is not dead. It may be underground because there is no rain. You know, see, when, when other seeds, when, when the seed is under the ground and there is no rain, there is no water, it dies. But the Bible says the word of God is a seed. The sower sows the seed. God sows the word. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 23, Having been born again of the incorruptible seed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Which lives and endures forever. We are born again of the word of God. And the word of God is a seed that is incorruptible. So every word that looks like, you know, you know, we receive many prophecies, family. Many prophecies. And then <laughs> immediately something totally opposite happens. Totally opposite to what God has said. You know, it doesn't stand with us. Joseph had this great dream. Something totally opposite happened that even landed him in Egypt and in jail. But it was the process of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You might have received powerful prophetic words, revelations of what God is saying about your life, about your marriage, about your kids, about your business, about your work. But now total opposite things are happening in your life. It looks like none of those words yield to anything. There is time for desert to, any, to everybody's life. There's time when things, when God has to work on our character, family. There's time when God has to hide us, humble us. When even, you know, you will be seen as a person of no significance. Nothing, <laughs> nothing of significance about you. Nothing, nothing, everything you do fails. Yet you say you are a child of God. You are a laughing stock. And it's, it's, it's a painful season, that one. But it's necessary. You know, I've had many kids, my kids, you know, when, whenever they, 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 they learn how to walk, you know, crawling, you know, my wife will always talk to me. I will always put the blanket because I'm, I don't want them to, <laughs> I love them. They must crawl on the blanket. They will say, you know, how will they be strong if you pull the blanket? Let them crawl. 
so that they can learn. That there, it is painful if you crawl carelessly. Even when they learn to walk. You know, when, when you have your child learning to walk, you give the, your child a, a, a little territory because you want him or her to walk around your sight. You want to see so that he may not hurt him or herself. Hallelujah. Same with us. There are times when God hides us, just gives us a small territory where you are hidden to everyone, when no one notices you, when everyone bypasses you, when your, your word makes no sense and means nothing to anybody. Hallelujah. Because you are hidden. It's a painful moment. So this season of drought family, when everything seems to be failing, but he reminds us to say, his word is not like a maze that if there is no rain, it dies. It's an incorruptible seed. When he quickens his word, everything he spoke over your life, over your marriage, over your children, over your business, over your work, shall come to pass. Family, that's revival. I want to encourage every one of us who's here that let us walk in this new beginning that God is delivering to us. Let us no longer focus to the shame of the past. Let us perceive and embrace the new thing that the Lord is doing, the fruitfulness that the Lord is bringing. In your personal life, in your marriage, in your children, in our family, spiritual family, that this family will be hidden in the will of God. And I want to applaud you once again, family. This is not in vain. South Africa needs God. South Africa is sick. It needs People who will sacrifice, who understand the sacrifice Jesus Christ made. And they will rise up and sacrifice. Go to those places where brokenness is an everyday experience. You go there and you impart revival. You know what? God is looking at you. He notices you. He will never be silent. He's faithful to his word. What you are doing, you are honoring God. As we declare his honor, his blessing in this place, revival is coming in Zola, in Nomzamo, in Luandle. This place is being turned around. Revival is coming in Hildebeck, Gordon Spy, Strand, Somerset Wells, Salonis Pass, and every place in this basin, revival is coming. And God now is giving you power. You have the power, but connect to the rhythm and marching orders of the Holy Spirit. He is the representative of the Godhead. 
We find Jesus through the Holy Spirit. We find the Father through the Holy Spirit now. He's here to represent the Godhead. Without him, we can't access Jesus. Hallelujah. So let us embrace his will. Let us hear his rhythm. Hallelujah. Let us hear his voice when he commands us to be in step with his rhythm and marching orders when he leads the war or he leads the revival family. Hallelujah. There is revival coming. And let the, the fire of God like it was placed in the mouth of those who were in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. Be placed upon your mouth. Be like Isaiah. Speak and let the darkness be shaken. Say no when the enemy tries to destroy. Say no with power and authority and let God do it because you are under his spirit. May God bless you, family. I would, I would welcome Pierre here. We need to pray. 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 There will be a moment of prayer. There will be a moment when God defines you again. Family, many things have defined us. But I'm hearing the voice of God saying, you are the chosen generation. The royal priesthood. The holy nation. My special people is, is owning us. Over to you, my brother. Just say what you want to say. Thank you, Lord. I want us to stand in response to the word this morning. I want you to become quiet for a moment. I want you to maybe close your eyes and just hear what you hear with your natural ears. I'd be hearing the bass rhythm in the back there somewhere. I don't know where that is from. Or the kids running and shouting. And you might be hearing a chirping of a bird or a little baby crying out. But I want you to pause a little longer and ask the Holy Spirit, what's the rhythm you want me to hear this morning? Maybe become a little bit more aware of your own heartbeat. Ask him to drown out those voices that Linda spoke about this morning. Those sounds that try and steal our attention. And ask him that you be able to hear what he has to say this morning. Ask him, Holy Spirit, show me your rhythm. Your voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit, as we wait on you, that you will speak to our hearts. Thank you that you stand over your word to perform it. And that you are the power that leads us to truth. You are the spirit of truth. Lord, in a world where there are so many options to what truth is, you are the spirit of truth. And you need to empower your church once again with the ability to quiet our hearts and say, Spirit, what are you saying? I hear the sounds, I hear the voices, I hear the things out there, but what are you saying to me?
So I pray that you would speak to your body this morning in Jesus' name. Just take a moment and ask him to speak to my heart. How can I see revival come to my life and to those around me? Lord, just like your church is quiet this morning amidst the noise, like Linda said, we are like a seed that's planted underground. Your kingdom is like a seed. It takes time to grow, but when it grows into its fullness, it becomes a tree of life for birds to nest in that provides fruit, that provides shade, that provides life. And I pray this morning, Lord, for our church, Lord, every nation, Halderberg, Lord, our Summers West congregation, our Kailicha congregation, our Zola congregation, Father. Let us be this underground current, Lord. Even though the voices and the sound of the world around us might be loud, let us be quiet to hear what your Spirit says, Lord. And let your Spirit be the one that gives us the beat of the kingdom, the rhythm of the kingdom, so that we can go and walk in that from this moment going forward and we ask for that this morning by faith in the name above every name the name of Jesus Christ amen, amen. as we leave here this morning I want to give you your first marching order I want you to tell someone what the spirit spoke to you about today through the worship through the word through sitting in the sun through this moment of prayer. He speaks the whole time. It's a question of whether we're listening. Maybe if you speak to someone today, the Spirit will continue to speak you, to you. Maybe you go home and you speak on, on your way home to someone. Maybe if you sit around the table, the Spirit is ready to speak. So let's learn to be listening to that voice like Jesus did. Can I just say one thing? Family, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing, I'm just feeling so much weight in my shoulders. As I'm feeling this, I, 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 I have to say, someone or some people, you, you feel so much tired. Not physically, but you feel so much tired. It feels like uh, 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 you have tried it and so much, but you know, when it's about time to celebrate. It gets aborted. I don't know what's, what's happening. To a point you, you do not know. You have done all what was required. But at the end of the day, it just gets declined. Then there is this weariness now. And I, I feel like I'm just having this picture. Just, I'm, I'm hearing this voice of God coming to, to take away, to carry that weight away. He's a loving father family. No matter what this, what's the cause of that weight, there is this grace to carry that weight again. There's, there's that renewal imparted again. And I, 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 I'm, sent, I'm hearing that my, there's a pain in the left high left ear. One, somebody has got the pain in the left ear. If there is such a person, please, they, they, we are all prayer warriors. We're all disciples here. We don't need to call anyone to the front. Please gather together where you are, family, and pray for one another. And I will ask Pierre just to close with this. God is taking away. There is 
a, you know, a lightness that is being, you know, dip, you know, you know, deposited upon us. God is taking away that weight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you need prayer for that, if you can relate to that word, I'm tired. Feel like getting out of it? Just put up your hand. If it's been a fatigue, physical, emotional, just put up your hand. I want to pray for you. No one is all, all doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else that's feeling that burden? You need the light burden of God to be upon you. Can we gather around them? Let's pray for those people with their hands up. If you've got the ear that's, that's paining, just put up your hand too. Awesome. Let's pray for these people. Before we go, we're going to get the music playing. Love you guys. Bless you guys. But let's pray for these whose hands are up. And uh, we'll see you guys at church next week again. Awesome. Let's pray for one another. Amen.